Welcome to Ellas, a bi-weekly podcast made by Latinas for Latinas. I talk with talented, inspiring, and empowering women that are living their dreams and making a path for the next generation. I'm Brenda hernandez Caimes, and this is Ellas. Hola, welcome back to Ellas. I'm your host, Brenda hernandez Caimes, and I'm really glad that you're joining me on another inspiring conversation. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing our guest for episode 46. Itzel Islas is a graphic designer and illustrator born in San Diego, California, and raised in Tijuana, Mexico. Itzel's personal brand, Yayitzel, is inspired by her Mexican upbringing, vibrant color palettes, and playful elements of everyday life. Since 2016, Yayitzel's mission has been to create a positive bicultural impact through design and empower young creatives to pursue their creative career. Itzel's main medium is computer, but she also loves sketching and incorporating Han Dran elements into her designs. As a trailblazer Latina, Itzel has also been featured in Forbes and is creative director of the Cold Brew City Fest, San Diego's largest coffee festival. Please welcome Itzel Islas. Hi. Hola, Itzel. Hola. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Very good. I'm very excited to have you. And here on the podcast, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm a big admirer of your work and what you're doing right now. And I'm just happy to have you here and just share about your amazing journey as a graphic designer in San Diego, which I'm really excited. You know, if the pandemic weren't happening, I would have loved this to have been in person, but I know. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. At least we have this. Yes. And, you know, before, you know, starting, I always love to ask, all of my guests. Mm-hmm. Question: Can you share with us who is Itzel? Who is Itzel? Itzel is a Mexicana. I'm like, how do I say this without repeating the intro? You know, but Itzel is a Mexicana that was born in San Diego, raised in Tijuana, Mexico. I lived in Tijuana until I was 18, and then I moved to San Diego for high school. And I've been here since. So I studied graphic design at the Art Institute of San Diego, RIP. It doesn't exist anymore. I studied graphic design and I've been doing graphic design and illustration for quite a while now. Graphic design for a decade now. It was actually my 10 year anniversary. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's really something to be proud of. And I'm very interested. Were you super creative when you were a young child? Or was it something that you later developed in life and embraced it? Because I know the creative path isn't a very traditional path to study. But in your case, was it always accepted? Yes, definitely. I think... I feel like the cliche, like I used to always draw as a kid and, you know, my parents would, for gifts, they would give me sketchbooks and pencils and charcoal pencils and different kind of materials so I could play around. Another one of my very big inspirations has always been fashion and having fun and being creative in that sense. And I remember in high school when I was about to graduate, like not knowing what I was going to do because I couldn't see myself doing anything that wasn't creative. But I remember just being like, what am I going to do? Because at the time I didn't know graphic design was a thing. Like in Tijuana, I never 
growing up, I never knew about it. And even in high school, I never knew about it. So I was just like very into photography at that time. And I was going to go into photography. And my mom was like, had a friend whose daughter was a graphic designer. And she was like, why don't you just look into that instead? And I went and I saw it was computers, which I always loved the computer as a kid growing up. And just like, oh, computer and designing and I can take photos too. This is perfect. I'm going to do it. Because before that, I was like, should I be a makeup artist? Should I be an interior designer? Like everything I was interested in was definitely design oriented. I just didn't know what to do that would also get my parents approval. Because I remember when I was like, makeup artist, they were like, no. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) So I'm so glad I found graphic design. And I've loved it since. Oh, and then it's 10 years of it, a decade. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a journey of a lot of lessons learned, a lot of you developing your skills and knowing where you're comfortable in. And I know that you're a person that is always open to learning. Like you mm-hmm. never stay stuck or think I'm the best, but you're always like developing it. So can you share with us those big lessons that really have shaped you as a graphic designer and as a person as well? Yeah. Thank you. First of all, <laughs> I was like doing a little advice video on my Instagram. I started doing those recently because people more and more as my following slowly starts growing, people have been reaching out and just asking for advice. And so I decided to start doing these little videos of mm-hmm. common questions. And a lot of people are like, how do I start? Or how do I become a graphic designer? And through this path, and especially through the path of doing my own work and focusing on my own work, which has been more recent for me, I've realized that honestly, everything takes time. Yes. Like, I think I've just been in this journey to not even, because I never imagined, I want to clarify that and say that for whoever's listening, I never saw myself as work, just like doing my designs for myself. When I was in school, like I was never around anyone that sold a merch merch were just like companies to me. And that wasn't a dream that seemed like attainable or like what a graphic designer would do. And I never had classes about it or anything. So it really has been just learning, going like with time, learning about these possibilities and like having fun, creating new and different things and seeing what I like best and shifting. But the whole journey has taken me 10 years and a lot of it has been trial and error. A lot of it has been learning how to design a, because you need to learn, you need to learn how to do it and you need to be not so great for a few years and learn how to get better slowly, like little by little getting my clients, getting full-time jobs, which really gave me so much experience. And then being so comfortable in doing design that I started experimenting with my own stuff and just wanting to have fun and not be as restricted because I did have a full-time job and it was, you know, I was working for someone else. It was, Mm -hmm. it was what they wanted. It it was really fun, but it was still like not my ideas. So I was wanting to do my own thing after that just pushed me to keep going. And that in itself has been a lesson in growing my skills, understanding what I like to do, what it truly makes me happy and passionate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just being open and seeing new possibilities where I did not even see that or know I could have never imagined that 
10 years ago when I first graduated. Yeah. So the whole thing, it's for sure a journey. It takes time. It just takes time to do anything and get good at anything. But I like to keep telling people, you have to show up and you have to keep going and you'll be amazed. Yes. One day when you look back, you'll be amazed like, whoa, it's been 10 years and I'm here now. This is fun. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so great that you mentioned that because I've seen a a main theme throughout these past six episodes of on our 40s um, episodes of AYAS. You have mm-hmm. to iterate. You have to pivot. You have to... Yes. You, you start with a main goal and mm-hmm. the idea of what is successful. It's going to make you happy when you start mm-hmm. your career. But then throughout the journey, you realize that that's not it. Or you can find new paths, new ways to learn and grow. And it's interesting that you said that merch and you selling your own merch, even like business classes, because that's a whole business. You, what you're doing right currently right now is selling your own art. It's like mm-hmm. you have your shop, you're doing pop shop live, you're doing Patreon. That's a mm-hmm. whole other area of like that. What yeah. I think when you started in me, I don't know about now, but I feel like there's not a lot of business class for artists when yeah. you went into the path of working for these agencies or companies that started selling merch, when was that moment when you realized, oh, it's not, I don't have to make these designs for them. Like I can do my own thing and this is going to make me happy because recently this year you decided to start doing your own designs and not being a full-time job and really have your designs, your ideas, your footprint out there. Yeah. It's been a really fun journey because it's been, I think about three years now that I'm making my own designs and my own merch, but it really has been the last year that I've been just going full speed with it. Even when I had my full-time job, I was trying to do both, but it honestly, I never would have imagined, like, I remember thinking, want to be at my full-time job forever even though it was fun I had this idea that there had to be something else that was more fun for me this has shifted so much from when I graduated because even what I was doing I was I remember thinking like I want to be an editorial Mm -hmm. and then when I got those gigs I did not like it at all it was not fun so even that was a journey in itself and then I was working with my boyfriend on this project called Magic Item. He started it and we both were collabing. And that was the start of me doing creative things outside of work. Because honestly, I had just gotten so used to my full-time job and just being tired after work that I kind of stopped doing freelance or my personal stuff. And then that made it fun for me again and made me think, oh, I want to do, I don't just have to do freelance after work. I can also do fun projects and find a way to have fun and also make it profitable. But it was never a big thing. Like I never imagined myself doing it full time, but it wasn't until I started my own thing was which was Yeitzel, my Instagram and my now brand that I started doing it. And the more I was doing it, I was seeing people were relating to it. That's honestly the put, that was the push, like just seeing the growth, seeing it little by little, like more people jump on board and being excited about what I make and liking it and buying it. 
that I was like, okay, people actually like this. This could be a thing. And I started investing more in that, more time, making more designs, designing and producing more merch. And then it was honestly, I had been wanting to quit my full-time job for the past year because it was between my freelance and my merch and the full-time. And then I was also doing the Cold Brew City Fest show. So it was just too many things. I was like spreading myself so thin that I was aware that I needed to make a decision. But it wasn't until the pandemic that everything kind of got turned upside down. And now it was, I decided it was time. It was time and I had to jump into it and see where that took me. Wow. There's, okay, I'll unpack each, like you gave us so much right there. <laughs> so it's interesting. It's really good that you said you were doing a creative job, a design job, something that made you, you know, happy at the beginning. And, but then you were burnt out, you know, you came back home tired, not even prepared or open to doing your own thing or being creative. And it reminded yeah. me of a, that saying like, oh, do what you love because you'll never work a day in your life. And it's yeah, like, it's not that's not true. That's, that's, a, that's so false yeah. because at the end yeah. of the day, it's just work. But work when you come work. home, you're like, I don't want to even do that because, or my yeah. own thing, because it's going to see as work. And you said that once you started this project with your boyfriend, like you discover, you're like, and then your account, and then you're like discovering that you could separate those two work is work. And then you started doing freelance freelancing. Was that hard to just go back into the rhythm of things of being creative? Or was it? No, it wasn't necessarily hard because when I first graduated, I was doing freelance and doing a full-time job, but then I just kind of got over the gigs. I was getting the freelance gigs and I was just tired after work. And yeah, it wasn't until that project the magic item project we probably did that for like a year and that was really fun because that was even like mediums that I don't normally use which was a lot of paint and it was very it was a lot of exploration and just having fun so it made me excited to make new things and we did that it's still going on but a year in I just was starting to draw my own characters and do my own things and that's when I was like okay we need to separate the like magic item mm -hmm. and I need to do something different because I'm going in this whole new direction and it was Yaitzel and started with that little by little and I just I think like with everything you kind of get used to it so I got used mm -hmm. to my new rhythm and honestly designing for myself and making making my own products that was so satisfying and that was so exciting for me that I was tired, like I wasn't even tired for it. You know, I had energy to do that because it made me happy. And it, towards the end of my time working at my company, because I was there for over eight years. So I was there for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Towards the end, I was just not over it, but kind of over it. Yeah. You know, I just had been there a long time. I... I do want to say I'm very grateful for that job because it taught me to be super fast. It was a very, very, very demanding job. And I learned a lot of skills. I started, I learned a lot, but by eight years, I'm like, okay, I know how to do my job with my eyes closed. It, it is designing, but it's so much work. It was demanding so much energy for me. 
that yeah, at the end of the day, I just wanted a break from that. I wanted a break from Mickey Mouse. I was doing a lot of licensing design for Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel, and I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. And that's where my projects were just like a breath of fresh air for me because no one told me what to do. I drew whatever I wanted and I saw people's feedback. And at the beginning, no one's feedback because I had no followers, you know, that's been growing slowly, but yeah. it was just me putting it out there that just felt so liberating and so fun. Yeah, you you place your voice in there, your identity, and very much of your Latinidad into Yagitzel, which has been, people have responded, like myself, very positive, because, you know, you see, you know, these common phrases or candy that you grew up with, you know, or like in your life. And it's so true how you said you're in this, you know, agency and you're doing these designs for Disney, Marvel, Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's great. You know, you, you see it at Walmart, Target, whatever, but it's mm-hmm. not you. It's not your voice. It's not your identity. And you needed the fresh start. You needed a new chapter. Eight years yeah. is like a lifetime, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you learned and you were ready to you, you start your business, you do something new. And yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, I feel like in these times, hard times, that's when great things are born. And yeah, can you walk us through? Because it must have been exciting, um, a lot of emotions, you know, exciting, but scary. Obviously, no one knows what the future is, but you know, you took that important decision for yourself of starting that new chapter. Can you can you walk us through that decision and up till yeah. now? Yeah, and it it's. I mean, now it's kind of funny but it wasn't as glamorous as I ever had imagined because the reality of what happened was like I said my job was very demanding very very demanding and there was so much pressure because it was a monster a big company working for master the biggest retailers Walmart Target Nordstrom like just so the demand is insane and when the pandemic hit it was just so much at once a lot of people got let go we weren't allowed to work from home at the beginning and I had just I was like I'm not cool with coming in I'm staying home and then they made it okay they let a bunch of people go and they were demanding us to design even more which I think to people that don't design, it's kind of like a random number, but we were making like eight to 10 designs a day, which is a lot. And they were telling us to do more because there were less people and we had to compensate. And with trying to get that work done, with trying to do my own, with trying to process what was going on with the pandemic itself, that was just, it was so much for me. And this is the non-glamorous part, which was one day I just had back-to-back panic attacks all day. Mm. It was really bad. And I got really sick and I thought I was, I did not know what was going on with me. And I went to the doctor and it turned out I was just suffering from high stress. And that was when I felt so sick and so, just so bad that I decided I'm quitting. Like, I just could not see myself going back. It was 
at that point, an unhealthy environment. That rhythm was not good for me. And I had already been prepping for this leap and had started doing my own work and getting my freelance clients, which now my freelance clients are amazing because they're coming to me for my style. So it's not the random gigs that I was getting straight out of college where it was like, design a label for this weird vitamin bottle or, you know, just things that don't even align with me. And so at this moment, I realized I had to make a choice for my health and to feel well and get better and be able to actually, I just figured this is the time. We'll see what happens. I was super scared. I was really worried to lose health insurance, take the lead to lose the stable income during these times. But I just knew there was no other way. There just wasn't. And if it didn't work out, I would figure it out eventually. And luckily it's been great. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And really, I want to say congrats. You know, I'm so proud of you because that must have been a very difficult decision, but you chose yourself. You chose your health most importantly, because if you don't choose yourself, how are you going even to work or even do your own, you know, freelance jobs or focusing Mm -hmm. on Yagite? Like that's the most important thing. And it's, for many people, it's hard. It's even hard to choose their health and their self themselves, but you yeah. did it. And that is something to be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt like there was no choice. And I do want to say this because I've had friends in this place and I want to say I'm very fortunate because I do not have children. Mm-hmm. I do not have a mortgage or certain things that I know this might not be feasible for every anyone or everyone. Mm-hmm. So I, in that sense, I was fortunate where I could choose my health. To me, that was super important because I'm like, if I'm sick, I can't do even like full-time work. I can't be working for no one, you know? Yes. So for me, that was my number one priority. Yes. And, and, and yeah, thank you for saying that, that you have, you're in a certain place in your life that you, you can make those decisions. And it's great that you're making those decisions now. And, you know, you said that you were scared of like losing that, obviously that full-time salary, but mm-hmm. you just, you, I feel like you quickly took the right decisions because you started your Patreon or had, was your Patreon before? No, um, it was shortly after. Shortly after. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then went to pop shop life. Like you've started doing a lot of decisions that have really helped you in these past months. And that I feel like are smart decisions that are going to take you to grow even more in these coming months and, and for the next year. So tell us about that process, because obviously I feel like, did you reach out to fellow friends that are also full-time in their business, in their shops? Did they, you know, adv- help you with these advices, like the next steps? What, how was it? I didn't really, but I will say I'm lucky that I do have a lot of good friends that are business owners. They have their own companies. They're, they're very successful at making products or doing illustration or design full time. So I've been hearing from them and I can go to them if I need to, but I just felt, I just felt ready. And the only thing when, when it hit, like at first I did have to take a couple of weeks or like a month to myself, but shortly after I picked it back up and it, 
just everything started slowly coming to me. And the one thing I do, and I'm, this is very much my personality. I can't be still, I need to figure it out. I need to get going. I need to do this and do that. And for me, I'm like, okay, I see my brand and that is my goal to keep growing my brand. And by that growing, I can do some freelance work that really aligns with my vision and what I believe in and clients that are on my same wavelength will be attracted to me and having those dream, like just great collaborations happen. But other than that, I realized, okay, I'm not going to make the same amount of money right now. And I'm aware I let go of my salary, but I do need to figure out how I'm going to start bringing in different income into this because I can't just sit here and wait. And that's what, the Patreon, I had always thought about it, but I'm like, this is the perfect time. I didn't have enough time to do certain things I wanted to do. But now my full-time job was gone. I'm like, okay, this is the time. And I've done this throughout the whole time, which was where you went, you were asking me, did I ask for advice? So far, I've done a lot of just going and figuring it out as you go. So I opened the Patreon and I was like, let's see who's down. I hope people are down. Because if one person wants it, I have to pay for the for the full month, you know, like the full run. So we're just gonna see. And reading like the reading on the Patreon frequently ask questions. I do have a couple friends with Patreons, and I did ask them about a couple details that were kind of weird. And then what else? Like adding more merch to my shop, just trying to figure out how I'm going to start making a little bit more money while I get a stable income going. That was my main focus. Just not sitting and waiting. Mm-hmm. That And that's a thing I would like love to preach. Don't just sit there and wait because nothing is going to come for you. Like exactly. <laughs> things will come for you when you're doing the work. Exactly. Yeah. So therefore you have to do something. I read a quote and I forget where it was from and I don't want to butcher it, but it's along the lines of luck doesn't exist. And it's basically people showing up and doing the work and then things happening to you that way that feels like luck, but you've actually been putting in the work. And I'm a really firm believer in that because I'm seeing the results. I'm seeing what showing up every day and putting in the work looks like. And I can see how it's growing and how it's turning into something. It's been about three years that I've been doing Yeitzel. So it hasn't been always successful. I mean, I still have a long way to go, but I'm in a place now where I can see it can grow into something. Bigger, yes. Yeah, bigger. And I'm really excited. On your Patreon, you have your sticker club. You know, I really love that you have that mentality of like putting in the work because once you're putting in the work, life will put you the opportunities that you've been working yes. on and that you will be ready for. You know, it's three years of Yayitel and you're growing, you're developing. And I want to know now, like, obviously people reach, these freelance clients, apart from Yayitel, reach out to you because they love your style. They love your voice, the, you know, the talent that you bring in your designs. Obviously, that's a whole journey of you developing and embracing your voice. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. was that journey like? Was it hard? Was it easy? Has it been, how has the journey been like of you developing and growing your voice throughout these last three years? It hasn't been hard personally, 
because for a couple of reasons, which I'm, I feel lucky in that sense, just because I never had that pressure of finding my voice. Mm-hmm. I was never, I think now, even with Instagram and artists being so aware of it and seeing people be so successful, there's such pressure of knowing your finding your voice and knowing what that looks like. And it's a whole journey. So like we said, I've been doing this for 10 years and I didn't even dive into, like, I knew what my preference for design was and what I liked designing, but I never did it with myself in mind. And it wasn't until, yeah, about three years ago, then by showing up and starting to do things and starting to doodle more and just little by little, it was evolving on its own. I didn't, I wasn't focused on pressuring myself to find my voice. I was just having fun. Yes. Yeah. I was just showing up and having fun and putting things out there. And slowly it started molding into what you see now when you go on my Instagram. And I feel very fortunate because it feels so easy and so true. And I think that's another part of it. It just has has to be authentic. And because otherwise, if you're just trying to what is it? If you're trying to fill some shoes that aren't yours, that's going to be so hard and it's never going to feel good. And the, the process is probably going to be painful, but having fun doing what you truly love, I think is the key. And thankfully that's what I was doing and it got me here. Yes. And, and, you know, these cop, a couple last months, you did a recently a mural for Splash Wine Lounge, and that must have been a really amazing experience. You know, you also did their DIY party wines, and mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. these type of work I mentioned earlier, these opportunities came to you in, when you needed the most, but you, you put in the work. And yes. you, they came to you because, you know, they love your style, they love your voice. How was that experience like of, you know, you're like, I took this big decision in my life and now I'm like doing this full-time job during a pandemic, a mural. That must have been very soul-changing because doing something that you love during these dark times must have been something nice and must have taken you out of your head and like what everything is going on. Yeah, I feel... I'm going to be super honest and I feel like I haven't even stopped and fully realized what's going on. But now every time I'm doing work and I have these gigs and I just feel fortunate. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, I just feel fortunate and fulfilled. I'm so happy doing what I, I love and it makes me, extremely happy that other people like it that other people are responding to it and most importantly that's I feel like the one part that was super surprising to me and just so exciting was people are inspired by it and that part to me is just so rewarding to know Oh, me showing up and doing these doodles and these illustrations and just having fun and being my authentic self is inspiring people to do the same or just inspiring them in some way. That's, I'm so fortunate. That's so freaking cool. Really cool. And yeah, seeing that and 
just because I, I check your Instagram and every time like I see you posting something like just makes me happy and seeing like when people do what they love and I think it goes back to what we're saying if you do something to love it never feels like work but like right now for you in this moment of time you said you don't stop to think about it what have passed right mm-hmm. has it felt like work has it felt like you know you finding the time of okay going to focus on Patreon okay now going to focus on Pop Shop Live now freelance clients how has it been like you doing the work but doing something that obviously makes you happy and not maybe fall or avoid falling to into that same trap of maybe making yourself tired to the point that you, you don't feel creative anymore luckily I'm there I'm not at a I'm so freaking excited to be doing it but since we were talking about the work thing, what was that phrase? Yeah, like if you do something that you love, you'll it never feel like it will never yeah. feel like work. Yes, and it's okay. It's work. It's work. It's work regardless. So to that, you might as well do something you love because it will be work, and because the days when you're so tired and don't want to do it and don't want to get up and go do whatever at least you're doing what you love and that is a motivation in itself so yeah totally there there are days where I'm tired where I feel lazy where I'm like oh I have all these gigs and I need to figure I need to handle them and I just want to lay in bed but it doesn't last long (laughs) and I am so excited that I can, I go through those symptoms, but, or those feelings, but it's still at the end of the day, it's doing what I love. And I might feel a little lazy at the beginning, but then I start designing and I'm super excited and I get into it and it's for myself and it's for my clients or my audience instead of for a random person or for a boss that does not care about you you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. you are your own boss and then you just what time you know yes you feel lazy but you're you allow yourself like maybe 20 minutes of feeling lazy and then you're like you're back at it you know but you Mm -hmm. decide when you can start and when you can take a pause totally yeah totally do yoga in the middle of me designing give myself yoga breaks that's been amazing (laughs) So tell us about that. You know, I, I, for our listeners who maybe have decided to do their own business now and mainly graphic design, how is your normal day like? Well, not a normal day because I feel like everything is a different day, but like, how is your schedule like? And, you know, what has been working for you in that sense of doing yoga and things that make you calm, makes you go back and to that first topic we were talking about you know you're choosing your health obviously first so doing yoga helps you a lot so can you tell us you know a bit of tips of about that first of all I think every journey is very personal and everyone has to figure out what works for them because what yoga does for me might not do it for other people so you have to go and like try out what makes you feel better that being said I don't have and that's the thing I'll eventually get to it but I don't have a very set schedule where a lot of my freelance friends did say make a schedule and stick to it like a normal job and I kind of do which before I wasn't giving myself when I had my full-time job I never had a weekend off ever and ever since I quit I have weekends off 
for the most part. Saturdays and Sundays are for me to chill and I work Monday through Friday and that's been really nice. But yeah, I normally wake up. The first thing I do before I check Instagram, I meditate. I do meditate every day for 10 minutes. And then I allow myself to check Instagram. I go and have breakfast and I get ready and I start working. And in the middle of the day or around like noon to one has been when I kind of need a break and I'll do yoga. So I do like a 30 to 40 minute yoga session in my house. Obviously you're not going anywhere, but after that I get back into it. Mm-hmm. but I feel a little bit refreshed and I also yeah just being mindful I also have tried to be very mindful of the days where I feel very tired or anxious sometimes because even the one thing that did happen that I did not was not dealing with before was anxiety and after that whole the panic attacks and everything I've had this lingering anxiety that's most days it's fine but some days it's kind of I'm feeling more anxious than other days and I do take that in mind and I'm mindful of myself and maybe I won't do as many designs that day or save it for the next year or whatever just Mm -hmm. to feel better because now especially now I don't need to be in a place where I have to go 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 all the time I have that freedom and I have great clients. So even if I never push my deadlines, but if I needed to, I work with people that would totally understand. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. let's go back into that topic we were talking earlier. You start a path and you see a vision of success, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously 10 years is that vision must have changed throughout the years. Currently, what is for you, your definition of success and for you personally, and then also for Yayitze. Definition of success. I honestly feel successful doing it now. I feel like it's success being able to have quit my full-time job and follow a dream that I've been thinking about for a couple of years now and just finally going for it and waking up and being like, I'm doing this. I'm trying to make this dream happen. And that itself feels successful to me because I did it. Because even if it didn't work out for whatever reason, or at least I tried it, you know, at least I'm letting myself experience it. And I'm not going to look back one day and be like, oh man, I would have loved to see if that went anywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, that is successful. Now speaking in more broader terms, I would love for it to keep growing. Clearly, I would love to make it a bigger thing. And not only in terms of income, even though it would be really nice to have it grow in terms of income, but just like its reach. Uh, like I said, the one of the most fulfilling things about this new journey has been how many people people have connected with the message and how many people have expressed being inspired by it so that to me makes me that's the part where I'm like I want it to keep going and growing and I want to inspire people and I just want to show people that you can do it that anyone can freaking do it that you just need to show up and put in the work and you can get wherever you set your mind to so that is my 
that's my big goal. That's as far as it goes with my goals. I don't have a very, I'm not setting specific expectations. Mm -hmm. I just want to keep going with it, having fun, showing up, putting in the work, doing good work and better work every time. Like you said, I love learning and I love the idea of growing. So I am excited to see where I take myself next. The next 10 years. Yeah. Like that challenge of seeing like, oh, I'm so excited to see the growth. Yeah. That's it right now. Can we go deeper on that? Because 10 years, you know, you've learned so much and you're learning so much now in these past few months, Mm -hmm. but in the next 10 years, maybe in a broader terms and not setting specific, not Mm -hmm. saying specific things, what skills do you, can you see yourself wanting to do and growing in the next 10 years? Because I feel like you are a person, like you said earlier, you're very open and, and that openness is necessary to grow in the, in the next decade that is coming. First of all, like we established, I studied graphic design. I did not study business. So I'm very excited to learn more of the business side and get better at that part because honestly, I'm not always the best at it. I'm still learning and that's not that was, that's not something I learned. And it's not, obviously I'm here designing, Mm -hmm. I'm here to illustrate. So it's not my strongest suit. And I'm very excited to keep learning and just figure out how to make this better. And even in terms of income more profitable, because I am trying to make a living out of this. So there's that. Also speaking in broader terms, I don't know how this looks like. I don't know what this means, but I, like I was mentioning to you, I love the idea of inspiring people and just, I envision myself in a bigger platform. I don't know what that means right now. I'm just saying, but being able to like speak to more people or give advice to more people, I don't know if that would mean talks. Before I had the idea of, I would go to conferences and I loved conferences. I went to a couple Latina conferences and design and illustration conferences. And they were always so fun and so inspiring. And um, I always saw myself like, I'd love to do that. I'd love to be in that place. Now, fast forward to the pandemic and me getting anxious. And I've been dealing with this new Mm -hmm. being nervous of being in front of people that I didn't used to deal with before. So I don't know. I, I don't know what that means, but I'm also... Like anything, you just have to keep practicing, right? Mm -hmm. So even the things like the Pop Shop Live, you were mentioning it, it made me, for some reason, extremely anxious and nervous at first. So much. I would get, I would feel sick, but I would show up and do it and just feel kind of horrible throughout it, but I would put up with it. So now it's getting better and now I'm having more fun. So just like anything, I am hopeful that, just by showing up and doing it and making, even if I'm very uncomfortable, just trying to see where I can take this. If I end up trying it like five times and I don't mm-hmm. like it and it makes me feel terrible every time, I'll stop. But I do like the idea of just trying things and trying to grow. And I'm seeing it in such a small scale, like doing the pop shop live events. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I could, it could still happen one day. It can. And I'm interested how do you prepare yourself? Because 
I have to, I have to confess every time I, before I do an episode, I admire all of my guests. So I'm always a bit nervous <laughs> before recording, but how do you prepare yourself when you go to a pop shop live? Like how was that first time and how's it been with the most recent one with today? How have you seen that small changes in yourself? Well, I do the same things every time. And it's honestly just the change has been more internal, which is I, I've always gotten kind of nervous before doing like talks, just being in plays like as a kid. But after a while, I would just, I would be fine. I would kind of get over it. And the, the shift for me was like the pop shop live is I wasn't getting over it. I was feeling more and more anxious every second. And a part of me understands that this is something new that my body is going through and that I understand that will happen for a little bit, but I do believe I can push through it and work through it and hopefully get to a place where I'm no longer dealing with that. So it's been more of, I just show up with all my stuff and I'm like, take some deep breaths. And I'm like, here we go. I can do this. And it's, it's, that's just it, honestly. And it's more, it's been more of a, I've been feeling different. I've just been feeling once I start, it's not, I'm not nervous anymore. I'm like talking to the people, I'm showing them my stuff, my merch, and it's fun. It's being more fun that, than scary or stressful. Yeah. Thank you so, for being yeah. honest. Yeah, no worries. I, I know I try, I try to be honest when it comes to that because so many of us are having a hard time. Even like I said, I, to this, I never experienced anxiety to this degree. And I feel like a lot of people can probably relate with me right now. So yeah, I like to be honest. And I do like to show that even though it's uncomfortable, and even though you're scared, you can still go for it. Yeah. You should like still you, try. You should still try. Like you, you've yeah. been saying. Yeah. And it's so good that, you know, in this pop shop live, it's, you've been resonating with people. Like it's people that have been inspired by you. So it's, you're in your element, right? At the end of the yeah. day, you know, you, you, even though you feel that anxiety going through, it's, it's like, it's people that care about you, that love your work. And it's, that is, must be a good feeling and helps you ease a bit the anxiety I know you know that was both my boyfriend and my sister said that they were like everyone that's tuning in loves your work they're all there to support you and I'm like I want I'm aware but I'm still so anxious like it makes me so nervous I don't know why I know it shouldn't be mm-hmm. but I couldn't help it but now that I'm feeling better I'm like this is so fun I, I just appreciate people taking a time like an hour of their day normally on Sunday and just spending it with me and looking at my stuff, commenting, talking with me and like buying merch. It's really fun. Oh, yeah. And it really, that honesty and so it's a process. It's a journey, right? Not everything is going to be you know resolved or be improved like overnight. Overnight. Yes. And it, it's a journey and you being in your career for these past 10 years, you know it. You know, mm-hmm. you're open to that growth. And I'm very happy that, you know, you're being honest with us today. And because I know a lot of our listeners are going to resonate with that, you know, me, myself, and I guess them too are experiencing that anxiety Mm -hmm. for our current reality. But I, you know, 
I want to share a bit with your stickers, with our designs. Every time I like check Instagram, like it brings me joy. It reminds me of my childhood. Like it brings me happy memories. I can say it does resonate with me. And, you know, I hope, you know, for my listeners that, you know, if they haven't discovered you yet, like I recommend checking Itzel's Instagram, because it does bring happiness. And at a moment of anxiety that might feel overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but to me, it brings it brings true happiness. Thank you. Thank you. And actually, I'm like so flattered. And so just people are so nice. I've gotten such nice comments. A lot of people have said, because I do like to do these check-ins with my followers and just see where everyone's at and what they're liking, what they want to see more of, just to get feedback in that way and know, okay, I'm going in the right direction or they want to see more of this, whatever. But I do like to ask them, why do you like my Instagram or yeah why sometimes I ask why do you why did you follow me and why did you stay and so many people have said that it makes the the account makes them feel happy I'm like oh that's so amazing I'm so glad I'm so happy to to do that and that's it makes me happy to make those designs Mm -hmm. and I make them they're kind of in a way designing and what you see on my Instagram is my personal stress release too. just making these happy things and happy colors. And so I'm so glad that it resonates with people and it resonates with you. Thank you. And at the end of the day, it's you embracing your voice, your identity, your style and who you really are. And that is ultimately what I also love about it all. And we've had these wonderful conversation. This, and I would like to end this by asking you, you know, 10 years, a learning experience, and you learned so much. But if you had the possibility of traveling back in time, knowing what you know now, what would you say to little Itzel? Mm-hmm. Any age, at any age, whatever age, what would you say to her? I would say learn more about the business side of design. <laughs> Stay inspired and keep going. Perfect. Yes. I think that's the main thing. I luckily was, I never felt so scared of the future, but I never saw such a clear path as I do now. And I do want to share that for my young listeners, my young designers out there. It's okay if you do not know where you're going and you have no clue. Just like show up and you'll like life will take you where you need to go. Yes. Thank you. That is amazing. And I know, I know our listeners are going to really resonate with that. And, you know, can you share with us? They don't know where to find you, but they, you know, have questions. They want to see your stickers. Where can they follow you? Where can they follow your Patreon? And you said that on Sundays you do your pop shop live. Is there a specific link that you can share with us so they can visit? Yeah. So where you can always find me will be on Instagram at yay itzel. It's yay, Y-A-Y, and then itzel, my name, I-T-Z-E-L. And normally all that info is in the link in my bio. So I do have a Patreon. I do a sticker club, which I mail it out, mail out, a new sticker every month to you, which is super, super fun. And I show behind the scenes. I give free downloads like coloring pages, alternate wallpapers, and more fun stuff. That one's patreon.com slash It's in the link in my bio. 
I do pop shop live shows and I don't do them all the time. I do about two or three a month on Sundays, about two. And I'll be telling you about it whenever I have one coming up. But you can also find me at Pop Shop Live as Yeitzel. And my store is Stormby right now. So Yeitzel, Stormby.com. Yeitzel.Stormby.com, I believe. The link is in my bio, but yeah. Yes, and we'll provide this link on our YouTube and on the show notes. So don't worry about that. And thank you, Itzel. Thank you for this wonderful conversation, for your time. And yes, thank you. Gracias. Listening to you in this conversation, I feel like maybe this was, I hope you didn't feel anxious, but I hope. No, no, no. Okay. I hope this was a great conversation to you too, because I really loved it. And you thank eased you. my nerves, really. This Yay. <laughs> so thank yeah. you again. And gracias for listening or watching to another inspiring conversation. You can follow us on Instagram at AS the podcast. That is E-L-L-A-S, the podcast. Or you can follow us on LinkedIn as AS podcast. We have a TikTok at AS the podcast. And if you want to be a guest here, you can email us at aspodcast at gmail.com. If you like, you can also follow me at Brent underscore hi. That's B-R-E-N underscore J-A-I. Thank you, Itzel. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you, everyone. And we'll be seeing you or listening to you in two weeks. Adios. Yay. Perfect. Bye. Bye. If you've been listening to AS for a while, You know that I'm a big supporter of providing a platform for Latinas to share their stories and inspire current and future generations of women. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the lives of more amazing Latinas just like you. You can help by going to Apple Podcasts and write a review. Tell me what you think and leave any number of stars. It would mean the world to me. Thank you in advance. Ellas is produced, hosted, and audio edited by me, Brenda Hernandez Jaimes. Our video conversations are edited by Javier Ortiz Ruiz. Our logo and podcast cover art was designed by Jennifer Cepeda. And thank you to Shiro, who created the podcast theme song, Sunken Streets. You can download this track on freemusicarchive.org or listen to him on Spotify, YouTube, and follow him on Instagram. This is Ellas.